Um, so when I say even the word rebound, uh, you know, some people are like, oh, I know exactly what that means. And other people are like, well, what do you really mean by that? Well, we can, we can first like use it as an analogy from, you know, when we talk about rebounding in basketball, whether you played basketball, you didn't play basketball, um, you've seen it before and, and, or you've probably more than likely shot on a basketball hoop. Raise your hand if you've never shot on a basketball hoop. Okay. I thought so. Um, I just got done building a basketball hoop for my boys. I am so excited. So no one cares. Okay. Uh, but anyway, when you shoot <laughs> at the hoop, it either goes in or it doesn't, right? And if it doesn't go in, it bounces somewhere. And when it bounces somewhere, somebody gets it. When they get that, that's called a rebound. Now, what a rebound essentially is, is it's a new opportunity, it's like a do-over. Okay, so, so when you get that, you now have an opportunity to do something that you, that you could have done before, but now you get the opportunity to either shoot it again, pass it. You get to do something um, differently, whatever you want to do with that. It's like an, a new opportunity. And so when we talk about um, rebounding, as I say that term, that's what we're essentially talking about is a new opportunity. And, and, and what are we going to do with that? And, and like I said before, whether it's in a relationship or another area of our lives, whether it's outside of our control or, or maybe we have the ability to control how we respond, how we uh, react to certain uh, things, sometimes things, you guys, just don't work out. I know that's not the fluffy going to the Christmas season uh, thing, but sometimes things just don't work out. Sometimes you don't get what you want. Sometimes, like, things you have in your mind and you've pictured it and, and you've written the story already, and just sometimes it doesn't happen. And in regards to uh, relationships, and, and, and specifically here, breakups, um, you know, I, I, I think about how you rebound from something like that. And, and depending on how serious the relationship was, uh, that, you know, that rebound, uh, you know, if it was like a week, it was like, forget them. But if it was a year, two years, three years, like, I mean, and that's tough. That shakes the very foundation, the core. And, and, and I have been through, unfortunately, I've had some. But when you go through that, the question is, how do you respond, right? Because once you're in that place of it didn't work out, you now have an opportunity uh, to make a choice out of that. And, and what you choose to do is how you rebound, essentially, and for me, as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about situations where I, where my, I had a horrible rebound. I'm like, you know, I shared the story, the first relationship, first time I ever fell in love and she cheated on me twice. And I did not rebound well from that. It took years and years and years and years and years. Now I thought I had moved on, but I hadn't. There were certain things there that were still in me that were a problem. Um, I've come out of breakups and, and, and my rebound has been optimistic. Okay, like I remember dating one girl, and after we broke up, I was more hopeful. Um, and then I remember a, a breakup where I just was like totally confused. You ever been there? Like it doesn't work out. You go back to your, your place, and you just go, what happened? Like why didn't that work out? And, 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 it's, and, and you think it's right. Everybody's like, oh, this is it. This is good. And then it just doesn't work out. And you go, well, what, what do I do? And, and so... We, we get into those moments in dating relationships, but also just, like I said, in life. In life, I have been in situations where my job hasn't worked out. Now, I haven't been fired, but 
I've had jobs that did not work out, right? I took the job. It wasn't what I thought. Um, or, or it's just like, this is clear. This isn't the right job for me. And every time you start a new job, unless you're like, I just need some stinking money, unless you're like that, there's optimism with it. And so sometimes you, you, you know, a job doesn't work out or even a career. I mean, there's a lot of people whose careers right now, they're, they're literally like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I got the just the most heartbreaking email from uh, this gym in, in town that I used to work out at. Used to. I need to get back. But, uh, but they're shut down. So, and they just sent this, they sent me this email and it was like, it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. It's a husband and wife. It's a small gym. They own it. And they're just like, we're to our knees. And we're thankful for so many of you reaching out and telling us, you know, like we want to continue our monthly payment to help us through this. Um, and just sharing like, here's the best thing you can do. Please help us send a letter asking for relief or, you know, and it was just, it was just, it was literally like heartbreaking. And I'm thinking of this husband and wife that were like, had this huge goal, this vision of this awesome facility where people are working out and they go all in with it, which is such an awesome thing. And it's not like, like they don't know if it's going to work out. And they're, and they're writing that out there and, and putting that out there. And I think there's so many uh, people in that place right now. And, and I think even for, for you guys in this defining moment of your life where, where there's different choices that you're making uh, from where you're going to live to do I go to grad school? Do I go back to school? Do I take this job? Do I take that job? What does it mean? Do I marry this person? Do I break it? Like, you guys are making the, the big decisions. And, and guys, I, I think when... When, when these situations happen uh, that, that don't work out, like, like a pandemic, literally where it just floors you and it changes your new normal, you have to make a choice with what you're going to do with it. You know, you just have to make a choice. And, 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 and a lot of times, uh, I think we, we, we fail to ask this question. We just move forward. We don't actually verbally ask ourselves the question, how am I going to respond to this? That helps me. Like, I'm a verbal person. Like, I've shared this before. Um, in the bathroom, I'm talking. Full conversation, out loud. That's just how I process things. And there's a lot of times I will ask myself, Steve, how are you going to respond to this? In the mirror, man to man. How are you going to respond? And, and I think that's such a great question. Because what that really is saying is you have a choice in this, into how you respond. If I don't say that, I'm just reacting and allowing circumstances to dictate my reaction or my rebound versus actually saying, no, um, like I, I have a choice in this. So how am I going to respond um, and how I respond? It tells me a lot about what defines me. Right. If, if I say I cannot respond, I cannot move forward, then what I'm saying is that that this person or this situation I'm saying that that defines me. Was I, and we got to ask that question. Was I depending on that situation for my happiness? Was I depending on that person for my happiness? Was my happiness, my success, or, or my self-worth dependent on them? You know, I shared uh, in the, I think in the marriage relationship one, um, I shared about my, one of my best friends in college, uh, and, and they, he and his wife got married, college sweethearts, everything, and then and they got divorced and it just shocked me. It was crazy. I never saw it coming. And he, it took him so long to rebound from that. 
I mean, his life went out of control after that. And, and honestly, it was like understandable. I mean, just what he went through. But what it really revealed in him, and if he was here right now, he would say this, is he had an unhealthy dependency on his wife. It was unhealthy to where everything about who he was as a man, as uh, like loving Jesus, all that was dependent and hinged to her relationship with God, to, to what she thought of him. Um, and, and it was very unhealthy. Like, like I remember going into his house and there was all pictures of just her on the wall. That's a red flag. And weird. And I knew her really well. I'm going to go, what is this? A shrine to you? Like, what are you doing? I'm doing this modeling thing. Like, you're weird. You lost it. Like, you lost it. <laughs> but, but I remember it revealed in him. And, and now he's remarried. Incredible situation. But, but I was just thinking about that and, and, and how we have to ask, what do I do in the aftermath of a breakup or, or a major unexpected setback? How do we respond? And in 1 Peter 5, 7, it says this. It says, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So um, obviously those situations, if you're an anxious person, it brings it, 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 it causes you to boil over with it, right? And, and the question is then, what do you do with that? Right, that's the question. And because and, 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 once again, we do have a choice. And what it's saying is you should, if you're a Jesus follower, cast that on him. I want you to think about this because a lot of us were like, okay, I'm going to be their friend, but I don't want all the drama that comes with them. Jesus wants to be your friend so he can take on your drama. That's how much he loves you. Now, it's not like, oh, I'm going to save them so I can just take that on. This is such a great thing. Like, but he willingly does that, and he invites it. Like, did you see that? He's, he's, he's saying this. This is inspired word of God, not Steve. Like, hey, just dump it on him, Okay. He's good. Like, no, he's saying, bring that to me. Bring that insecurity, that anxiety. Uh, bring that discouragement, the, the, the what if. Like, like, throw it on to me, he's saying. Um, when you look at the book of Psalms, you see a, a guy named David, and he's taking his emotions, and they're all over the place. He's taking them to the Lord. He's doing that with it. Um, so that's the first step, is you take it to him, you give it to him. Next, you make a decision. You make a decision to learn and to grow from it. Because if I don't make that decision to learn and to grow from it, I start to give it more influence over my life than it deserves. Okay? COVID should not be defining and dictating my life. It just shouldn't. Okay, now it's messing with my life, but it should not define who I am. Right, it should. I, I should not allow that to to run my uh, my mental state. Right, like I like I shouldn't. I'm giving it to that as opposed to giving it to God. And so, um, when we think about um, giving away influence, at some point, I have to make a choice to deal with what was revealed about myself. Okay, um, guys, there may be some fundamental, and I know you hate to admit this, but there is. There may be some fundamental flaws in your life that you need to deal with that you wouldn't have been able to deal with without a breakup. 
I learned more about myself actually through the breakups than I did through like sitting in a conference and all this. Like I learned more about my priorities being off, all these things, dysfunction. I, I learned that in those relationships. And, and I think sometimes uh, for us, we don't, we, we refuse to allow any mindset to enter our mind like that, that actually we need to learn something in this, right? What's the easy thing to do? It's their fault. They did that. They said this. They, I know what they were like. Like, that's the easy one, right? And, and it's their fault. I'm good. I'm good. I can move forward. But the problem is when things don't work out, like I said, when things don't work out, you see more of who you really are than when they do work out. And whether that's relationship or anything else, okay, like that really shows who you are. Okay. And so, and so when you think about what is revealed in that, when, especially when you're in that place of disappointment, discouragement, that's actually when you're in the most prime time to see what's off in your life. The problem is when we're in that seat of, 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 of time where this is the best time to see what's dysfunctional in my life, we avoid it at all costs. And then we carry on and then we just, we just try and find something else and we move forward and we blame everything away when we had actually a gift from God saying, listen, I want to teach you about you. You need to see some of this in your life. Now, listen, it may, it may be like a breakup may be the other person's fault. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there's always something that I can learn from something that didn't work out every single time. And, and, and so I think that's an attitude, that's a posture, because um, if you don't pay attention to what happened, you are going to move forward, and then you're going to repeat history. Guys, when you don't learn from history, you repeat it. Like, that's what happens. Some of you, you keep finding yourself in horrible relationships. Why is that? Oh, it's the guys out there. They're awful. All of them. Every single one of them. Or all the girls. They're, uh, Steve, have you seen like the girls these days? Like it's all them. No, I don't think so. I think there's something wrong with you. Okay? And not all the time, but sometimes I am just blunt with you. And I'll just say, listen, you're the problem. Okay? But you guys, if you don't learn, you will repeat. And that's critical. That's like a life lesson. Uh, when you look at Samson and Delilah, in the Bible, and whether you grew up in church or not, you probably heard Samson's strongest guy, and then Delilah, and he falls into that temptation. Do you realize that in that story, he kept going back? He, he, it wasn't like, oh, this is wrong. I'm not going to do this again. No, he kept going back. He didn't learn, you guys. And so, and so one of the most important things that we have to do is to actually, uh, and like I said, it's tough sometimes because you have to own things in you that are unhealthy, but you have to learn so that you can rebound well out of these relationships and learn the things and apply the things that you need to change to move forward. So if it's a relationship, that the next relationship's stronger. If it's a situation, so that situation's stronger. If it's a job situation, so that you're better equipped to be successful in that job. Um, and, and, and what I love about the Bible, too, is, is it shows examples of people that did not rebound well and then others that did. Um, Jonah, after spending three nights, three days, three nights, in the belly of a fish, giant fish, it says this in Jonah chapter 2, verses 1 through 9. I'm going to read all verses here. It says, Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish. 
saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep and into the heart of the seas, and, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped around my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. But I am with the voice of thanksgiving. I will sacrifice to you what I have vowed. I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. I mean, that's like when you talk about something that's very deep and impactful and somebody just throwing it out there to God. You guys, this is somebody making a decision to learn, to acknowledge that he got himself in that situation and then deciding I'm going to do everything different as a result of my situation. And he does. When you look at other characters in the Bible, you see a lot of the same thing. And, guys, I, we've got to ask how we're going to respond to these things. How we're going to allow these things that have shaken us or messed with our lives. How we're going to deal with, we've got to decide how we're going to deal with that situation. How we're going to deal with that person. And Colossians 3, 10 through 14, it says this. And have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So essentially what he's saying here is in these moments, in, in these struggles, you need to put on this new self. If you're a Jesus follower, that new self is uh, that is that literally the new uh, identity that He gives you, right? Now, like 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 He literally transforms your life, and so He's saying you need to daily put that on, like you have to make that choice to 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 literally put on this new self. Versus, you know, some of us we keep putting on those old clothes. Right? Like we have the opportunity every morning we get up and we're like, you know, what, what decisions am I going to make? Who am I, essentially, who am I going to be today? And so you have a choice. I'm either going to put on the new self or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to this nasty pile. Some of you have in your dorm room or your, your apartment. It's gross. And you pick something up and you're going, I'm going to put this back on. And your roommate's like, please, don't. Like, let it go. <laughs> just burn it. You know? Like that bad, but we're like, we just keep putting these things on and, and it's like, no, stop putting that on. It says, don't forget to put on the new self. And part of the new self, it says, is forgiveness, forgiveness. I talked about conflict three weeks ago and handling conflict. And, uh, and I mentioned how it says uh, that we're to forgive because he's forgiven us. 
You guys, regardless of what you've done, he's forgiven you. He makes that forgiveness available to you. And part of what's so powerful about it is it's undeserved forgiveness. And he says, out of the undeserved forgiveness that you've received, then you're called to bring that to somebody else. And, and so when we think about choosing to forgive somebody, what, you know, uh, one, it's not contingent off them asking for, 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 you know, for forgiveness from you um, or, or them just saying, listen, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Whether they do that or not, I have a choice that I can forgive them. And what does that accomplish um, for, me to, for, for me to forgive? Well, let's talk about what it accomplishes when I don't choose to forgive. Who does it hurt? When I don't forgive someone, it only hurts me. There's so many people, you guys, that you have chosen, I am never going to forgive them, and they don't even know. Like, they have no idea. They moved on, and you're still, like, just as angry. Like, some of you right now, there's somebody easy in your mind, you're thinking, and you're mad at them. They have no idea that you're mad at them. They're moved on. You're choosing to allow that to continue to hijack and control you. And so we have a choice with that, right, to, to forgive. Because forgiveness, once again, forgiveness is releasing it. It's letting go of it. Um, and, and, and you guys, my response uh, in, in, to a breakup, to something that doesn't work out, um, my response it either helps me or it hurts me. And if I choose to hold on to the hurt, whether it's a person or a situation, guys, like I'm only hurting myself. He says that's not part of the new self. So why in the world would you continue to like go into the closet and be like, oh, I'm going to put this on. This hurts me every single day. I'm going to wear this. Like I have the opportunity for that clean new self, the new self that, that was so exciting that I went to, that I ran to, that changed my life. But I keep going back and choosing to put this thing on when it hurts me. It hurts my mind. It hurts my life, it, my, my mentality, everything. And, and some of you are going every day doing that. You're exhausted. You're probably miserable and it doesn't work. Every situation where I've held on to it, it only hurt me. The breakup that I went through, it only hurt me. She moved on. She's married. She's got kids. My response to not forgiving my dad. My dad never even knew that I was angry at him. He never knew. And I was sitting there like angry, I, angry at my dad. And, 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 and literally to the point where I had to go through this like breakdown and literally I'm on the floor it's getting weird, but uh, <laughs> it wasn't as weird as it sounds. And I was playing with my kids on the carpet, okay? And, but I had this little breakdown, and, and my wife came home from work, and I go, I go, honey, I'm mad at my dad. And she looked at me, and she goes, duh. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I've known that. Like, and, and it just kind of clicked, like, She's known that, so that's been in me for years and years and years and years and years, and I've failed to deal with it. I've continued to wear it, to put it on, to carry it with me in my job, as a pastor, everything, and it's there, and he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know. And so I think that's a question that, that when, we, when we look at this, we, we got to ask, like, what is it doing by holding on to that? And I want to share uh, this with you as well. For some of you, uh, I think this is really important for us to hear tonight. In Psalm 130, uh, verses 5 and 7, it says this. I wait for the Lord. 
my soul waits, and in his word I hope. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. So uh, in my current circumstance, whatever that may be, I'm going to choose to wait for him. My soul waits for him, and my hope is in his word. That's where my hope's in. So if, if, if I'm waiting for him and my hope's in him, I'm not going to allow anything to hijack it. Okay, and then in verse 7 it says, O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption. Plentiful redemption. Isn't that what you want when your heart's been broken, when something doesn't work out? You want redemption. You feel like time's been lost. You missed opportunities. You go through all of those things. And I love how it says, for with the Lord there is steadfast love and with him is plentiful redemption. Guys, the whole story of the Bible is Christ redeeming humanity. Okay? It's the ultimate story of redemption. And so when you look at what you've been through, no matter how difficult, no matter how horrific or earth-shattering, life-shattering it's been, there is an opportunity for redemption. But you're going to have to make a choice as to who you're going to focus on, what you're going to choose to put on, and what is going to be the basis of your hope. And, and, and like no other time, I think what's been revealed in so many of us is that our hope was in something it shouldn't have been. Because you're seeing people left and right lose their minds right now. And what is that showing? It's showing that, that that had to work out for me. And because it didn't, or that leader, because it didn't, I cannot be okay. And so we have to make a decision. What are you going to choose to dwell on and put your hope in? Let me pray.